Uh, well, this morning, I'm going to share a word with you. Uh, we have been in a, a new series called Jesus Said. This idea that a core part of discipleship, following Jesus, becoming more like him, uh, and, and is believing what he said. And Jesus says in Matthew chapter 4, verse 14, repent for the kingdom of heaven is near. Okay, Matthew 4, 17, the second half of the verse, repent for the kingdom of heaven is near. I think the word repent is a pretty old word. Uh, we don't never necessarily use the word repent in our everyday language. But um, I think the key part of this verse is, um, you know, do we believe what Jesus said here? As his follower, do you believe his word that you should repent, that you should turn? Um, do you uh, believe that the kingdom of heaven is near? If you're like me, you face suffering, which you definitely have in your life. Some suffering that others have seen or maybe been with you in, or some suffering that's been silent that you've never shared with anybody. Silent uh, suffering is maybe the worst kind because nobody knows and you feel alone. Uh, do you believe that in those moments of intense suffering that the kingdom is near? Seems kind of far, right? His power, his authority, his sovereignty. You may be in that season right now as you face what the world is today, and especially in the national riots and protests that are going on. Uh, the first question I want to ask you today is, you know, or to establish is really why this is so important. You know, why is it so important? Jesus says this kind of at the beginning of his ministry. Uh, this is after, he, he, you know, he talks about that, you know, him being the light of the world. And why is this so important for us? If you consider this message that Jesus says to turn, to repent, turn for the kingdom of heaven is near. That is really a message that you won't hear from anywhere else. Uh, you're not going to hear that from this world. You probably may not hear it from your family. Uh, you may not hear it from your schools, right? This is not a message of our society. It's the words of Jesus, right? Our world is about power. It's about money. It's about getting ahead. It's about having more. It's about comparing ourselves to our neighbor, not loving our neighbor, you know, uh, about what we have, what we don't have. You won't get this message anywhere else. And it's so important, I believe, because repentance is the starting point for all spiritual, emotional, and relational healing. Let me say that again, okay? And I have it written there for you. This is so important to turn from our ways to God, to repent, because it is the starting point for all spiritual, emotional, and relational healing. You know, we all want better. In January, we all want to have our beach bod by the summer, which it is summer. Uh, and so we sign up for memberships and all that, but then at the gym, but we don't do the hard work, right? Uh, we all want more money or a better job or that promotion, but maybe we don't put the work in to make that happen. We want get, ri get rich quick schemes and shortcuts. Uh, you know, it's not about self-reflection. Self it's not about considering uh, the plank that's in our own eye, right? We want all these things, but we don't want to do the incredibly difficult work of looking at ourselves, of being honest with ourselves and just presenting ourselves and to repent, to turn from that. That's the hard work. Not just to want something, that's the easy part. We all want things. But it's the hard work to turn, to look at oneself and say, you know, I was wrong here. Something's off here. Uh, it's hard to look at God and then say, look at yourself and say, God, I, I've messed up here. Um, if you think about what something I've talked about before is there's kind of four key areas that I believe are kind of this root for sin in our life, shame, pain, fear, and isolation or loneliness. Those four things that just attack our life. Those four things that don't come, I believe, from the outside, but come from within, that's in our hearts. Those four things that Jesus came to die to 
take away the power from in your life. And you and I, as followers of Jesus, he gives us the starting point of repentance to turn. Uh, let me just define repentance for you, okay? Uh, here's the easy way I've been saying is repent means just to turn. Uh, repent means to turn away from where you've been going or your direction to a different way. Uh, it can mean change of mind. Uh, in Scripture, this idea of God renewing the mind, right, your mind, that He's that there's, there should be a change of heart, a change of mind, and turning differently. Um, I think repentance also isn't just turning uh, just away. It's turning turning towards something, and I would say someone. Uh, think of a couple of illustrations here to help you with that when you got married, if you're married. Uh, you're turning away from anybody in your past that you could have been with or anybody you could be with, you're turning away from to turn not just away, but to turn towards this one person you're saying I do to. See, it's not just a turning away from, it's a turning toward to someone. Okay. Another really great illustration of repentance I, I found that I thought is really powerful is uh, think about if you're walking down the street, uh, headed somewhere and you realize you're going the wrong way. Well, what do you do? Well, pretty quickly, you just turn around and start walking the other way. It's pretty fast. It's pretty instantaneous. You realize that you turn around, you just go the other way. You have repented. You have turned, you have changed your way. But let's say you're riding a bicycle and you're going somewhere riding a bicycle and you realize, oh no, I'm going the wrong way. I'm supposed to go the other way. It's not as easy. You got to stop. You got to slow down and then stop. If you just slam the brakes, you'll fall, right? You got to slow down. Then you got to stop. Then you got to uh, see those cars coming to be able to be able to turn around or if there's a space for you to turn around if you're on the sidewalk, right? It's a little, it takes a little bit longer, a little bit more involved in that. Now, let's say you're driving a car. You're going down the highway and you're at 70 miles an hour and you realize, oh no, I'm going the wrong way. I need to go south. I'm going north right now. Well, same thing. You can't just immediately stop. It's not instantaneous. You have to slow down, you have to find the exit, you got to turn around, and then finally you get going the other way. Now, think about if you're uh, in a boat and you're driving a boat, you're going one way and you realize, oh man, I'm going the wrong way. It's not the easiest thing just to turn on a dime when you're dri uh, driving a boat, uh, especially if it's a huge boat, right? Or you think of like a cruise ship uh, or a tanker, a military tanker. Think about like how hard it would be to turn the thing, how wide that turns, how long it takes. See, as we follow Jesus, I think there are different uh, types of repentance that we go through in our life. Sometimes it's instantaneous. Man, I, I don't think I should be saying that anymore. Boom. Maybe there's harder things that are things inside of our heart, things that we can't control, right? Maybe there's addictions going on. Uh, maybe there's just habits, things we normally do. Maybe the way you cope or the way you distract yourself, how you live, it's so hard. Or maybe how you've been shaped by a past bad experience that caused your heart to be bitter or hardened, right? It's not the easiest to just change your mind on that. I would probably say in, you, in, in our culture, in our, in our world right now, racism. Have you seen lately in the news about uh, certain people are resigning or being asked to resign because of a previous tweet or comment from years ago, right? Or maybe what's happening is uh, there, you know, there's a kind of a movement to remove all those Confederate statues that uh, kind of highlight and celebrate uh, the Confederacy from years ago. Well, the idea here is it takes a while. This has taken a long time for people to say, uh-oh, there's maybe a problem here. I got to go a different way. See, that takes a long time. And there could be things in your life right now that aren't as simple as just walking down the road and turn around and go the other way. Maybe it's something that's been going on for a while and it's going to take some time for God to help you to turn away from that sin. Okay. I also want to say about repentance is that um, it's first a response to God. It's not just, you know, the sin isn't the center. 
A mistake isn't the center. Guilt and shame should never be the center or the most powerful force in your life. Who he is, his love for you should be, okay? Um, I want you to think a little bit about maybe what causes us to repent. Uh, I think for me, one of the things that causes me to repent is and to turn of my ways is uh, just to be aware of God. And when I'm aware of his love, I don't want to do things that are against God or against uh, the people that I love. If you think about, uh, you know, for me, when I first became a, G a follower of Jesus, I was just in love with him. I don't want to sin. I don't want to hurt God. I want to turn my ways and follow him and read scripture and figure out who he is and what he's about because I just love him so much. I think another way is seeing your sin. Have you ever had that moment where something slipped out of your mouth towards a friend, a loved one, maybe it's a family member or maybe your child, and you literally wish you can grab those words out of the air and put it back in your mouth, you know? The pain of seeing your words and how they can hurt somebody. The pain of your actions and how they could hurt somebody. You know, kind of in our home, you know, obviously we're trying to teach our kids this idea of not harming others and loving each other. And when you do something wrong, you say sorry. Well, how many times does it happen when you, we teach our kids to say sorry? They just say sorry and kind of get it over with. And I'm like, no, we've missed the point here. Sorry comes from seeing what you've done and experiencing and feeling the pain of that. Repentance comes from. Turning, going a different direction, a change of mind comes from seeing God and then seeing also the pain that you've caused uh, to others in your life. Okay, And in this passage, when Jesus is talking about repentance, I love this connection to his kingdom being near. So as I prayed about this, like what is the thing about being the connection between repentance and turning uh, towards God and, and his kingdom being here? Well, it's this one of the ideas here is that there is should be some kind of a, a recognition of the all power and all the mightiness of God that you should respond to that and no longer uh, be a part of things that are against God that are not God's way. And so you should have this desire out of fear and respect for God and his sovereignty and his power, right? Hey, the kingdom of heaven is near. You need to repent and turn from those things that are not godly. So that's one part of it. But I think another powerful part of this, when Jesus says the kingdom of heaven is near, is he's saying, listen, your hope and your healing is near. Like your freedom is here. The one that's most powerful, the one that's most sovereign is here, is near. His reign and his authority against uh, over everything is here. Since you can be healed of the effects of, sh of sin and shame and fear and pain and loneliness, turn to him. Your hope is here. Your healing is here. So Jesus also is saying, Turn to him because he's here for you. You're doing all these other things. You've gone this direction with all these other things. If you would turn to him, here's where hope is. Here's where love is. Here's where your healing is. This isn't simply a fearful command like, you better turn because I'm going to get you. It's more like you've been struggling with something for years. Turn to him. He's here for you. His healing is here for you. He wants to be with you. Um, uh, throughout your life, um, I, as a pastor, I want to remind you that you are constantly taking a look at yourself and reacting to those things that are around you. And repentance is a constant thing for your life because not, it's just that constant is sin in your life, sin is constant in your life, but it's this idea that 
Things constantly around us are changing. And our reactions can be godly or not godly, right? Uh, when you go through suffering, go through job loss, when you go through this pandemic we're experiencing right now, when you go through the pain of others, listen, you need to constantly consider, ponder, and then turn because there's so many things around us that will bring some sin out of us, right? Will bring in, in light to these things that are inside of us. So I'm constantly reacting to the change around me and my reaction should be, Lord Jesus, I, I turn. I, I want to have a change of mind here. I, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to live for you. I want to be with you. I don't want to hurt people anymore. Um, I want to give you just a, a few things here of uh, things you can turn from. Okay. Just some examples here of things that kind of big ideas that you can turn from. One is uh, you're turning from your surrender to anything more than God. Uh, listen, we surrender, okay, our will, we surrender our resources, we surrender our hearts to things that are not God, right? Uh, you know, it's this idea in scripture that he's so worth it all that we should surrender it all. We worship and we lift our hands as a sign of surrender. Maybe you've been surrendering to someone or something else greater than God. Now, this is really difficult. Uh, we all have, you know, bosses, you know, we all have uh, parents, right? Even as an adult, you know, this, these authority figures in our life. We have these powers of our nation and government and country, right? And, and God asks us as we follow him to surrender all for him. This is a constant tension, a constant challenge. And this may be one of these long-term things that need to be turning in your life. Maybe you've surrendered to someone or something more than God. Could you turn from that to surrender all? For God. Uh, secondly, following Jesus is not just something that's a checklist, right? It's not just something going through the motions, but it actually should come from love. And uh, maybe we love money, you know, maybe we love fame, right? Maybe we love being popular. Maybe we love um, kind of feeling secure. Maybe we love feeling empowered. Maybe we love um, uh, feeling like we're right. Well, the idea of repenting is to turn from all those things we're devoted to and affectionate towards and love to make sure we love God the most. Okay. At the beginning, as we prayed, I talked about this idea of prayer, of this building a relationship and intimacy with God. Listen, this isn't supposed to be something you just follow the rules on. You should be developing a relationship with God that you fall in love with him. And repenting is, listen, turn away from those other things that you love so much okay uh you could be loving entertainment right or pleasure right you love convenience right you love comfort right we so we turn away from these things that we love so much to love god more than anyone or anything else in our life okay and here's a, this uh, one more thing here's the last thing here is to turn from your harmful behavior towards others listen uh, as a relational person uh, I'm highly kind of aware of love, trying to love where, love well. I'm constantly kind of reflecting on how I'm hurting those around me and what it's like for people around me to be in relationship with me. This kind of started for me, uh, I think, probably when I was in high school. Uh, I remember my youth pastor kind of giving this sermon and talking about what's it like to parent you, you know, and I was a teenager at this time and I never thought about that. Like, what is it like to be a parent, my parent, you know, when I was in 15, 16, 17. And I just remember that caused me to repent. It uh, made me realize that I was doing some things that probably was harmful to my parents or frustrating or annoying. And I began to shift my perspective to uh, serving and loving better. You know, uh, I've done this for my whole life. And so I'm wondering even now for you, 
uh, are you aware of maybe some harmful behavior in your life that's affecting those around you, right? That you are hurting somebody by your words or your actions, right? Could there be something there that you need to turn from, you know, to turn towards God and to live out of that? So four things, you know, you're repenting, you're turning from your way of, uh, uh, of uh, uh, surrender, uh, your way of uh, or your love for others and not God and your harmful behavior. Oop, I forgot one more. I'm gonna put one more up here. Uh, your way of meeting your needs. Uh, I've heard sin defined as uh, meeting a God-given desire in an ungodly way. And there's a part of turning away from how you meet your needs to then how God wants to meet your needs. And could you turn from how you're meeting your needs right now? Maybe you're meeting your need for affection or pleasure or distraction or comfort in an ungodly way. How is God wanting to meet that need for you? So four things here, uh, your way of meeting your needs, um, your, sur your surrender to anything more than God, your love for anyone more, for your love for anyone more than God, and you're repenting, you're turning from your behavior towards others that is harmful to them. Uh, I also want to um, kind of remind you that you can't um, consider what's going on in your heart, your sin. Uh, you, it's really hard to do that when you're busy, when you're distracted, when you fill your life with so many things that disconnect you from yourself, awareness of yourself and awareness of God. And I want to remind you, church, to take advantage of even a few moments when you're alone to actually build into your life moments of alone, to be just with God, to bring awareness to these things in our lives that we need to repent of and turn from. Everyone needs a break. Everyone needs that sacred space just with God to turn towards him, to experience his love and want to repent and turn. The last thing I wanna do today is, you know, as we have faced uh, in our nation, uh, these protests that are going on, these different riots that are happening. Uh, you know, I'm seeing, I'm sure you're seeing a lot of things on the media, social media and the news and all that in regards to Black Lives Matter and the racism in our country. And this is uh, just hundreds of years uh, of oppression against African-American people in our, in our, in our nation. Uh, that's a fact, right? And I think it's hard though for us to figure out kind of how to respond sometimes. And um, I think one of the things I wanna do today uh, before I turn it over to Kenny for some, some more worship I just want to lead you in repentance. Uh, you know, I, uh, just like you, need to look within to consider how maybe I've hurt people, how I've missed the mark, and then turn to God and ask for his healing and help, you know. And I want to lead you just in repentance. Uh, as a church, I want us to be a place uh, for all races, right? Uh, all ethnicities. I want them to feel welcome. Uh, and you can talk to me about this later. And I'll share with you my experiences of racism and what it's been like for me to get made fun of because the color of my skin or my culture, what that was like for me growing up as a kid in this country. And, and then even now, sometimes when I get things. Um, but I just want to repent before you uh, as my church, um, as my body, uh, that I have had racism in my heart towards African-American people. Um, I began to look at the racism in my, in my heart when I was um, uh, in, in, in college, a sophomore in college. And I just know that I've missed the mark in some places, uh, in some ways, uh, maybe in jokes I've told or jokes I've laughed at, uh, not standing up for my African-American brothers and sisters. Um, God has given me the opportunity to be able to have uh, people in my life that have spoken into this um, and helped me with this. Uh, and I just want to repent uh, 
as your leader and, and as a follower of Christ for how I have hurt uh, African-Americans in my life or just in conceptually across as an, a part of our community, right, in a part of our nation. And I just want to pray a prayer of repentance, and I hope you would join me in that. Uh, you know, it's so easy to say, I don't have anything to repent of. I just want to caution you on that because Jesus says, repent for the kingdom of heaven is near. And so I want you to consider, instead of being quick to defend and quick to realize, say, oh, I don't need to repent of anything. I'm good. I didn't do anything wrong to anybody. I want to help you to create some sacred space for maybe God to lead you in this, that there is something you need to repent of. So I want to pray this prayer of repentance. Uh, and then this is something I've written down or something like this is from my heart. Um, that I want to pray a prayer of repentance um, and lead you in this, and then we're going to worship um, after this. Father, today, I just thank you that you're good. I thank you that you're loving. I thank you, Jesus, that you died for all people. I'm thankful, Lord, that uh, you have shown me grace in my moments of making a mistake uh, in regards to thinking that I'm better than others, uh, thinking that uh, these some maybe um, uh, some certain stereotypes um, aren't um, aren't false, but uh, thinking that maybe they're real and kind of that shaping my view towards a uh, African American people. Uh, Lord, I just also want to just say in these moments, God, that I'm open to your leading. Uh, if there's any sin in my heart uh, in regards to racism and how I've treated people that aren't like me. Uh, to the African-American brothers and sisters uh, that I have across America, Lord. I repent of that. I change my mind, Lord. I, I want your love and your word and your the power of your connection uh, to for that to guide me. Lord, I pray um, that you would heal and remove uh, the generational things maybe that are a part of my heart, that are maybe from my family of origin, that are from my culture, uh, that are from my nation, for they're from the media maybe. All these things that have kind of fed into my sin, Lord, I just repent. Um, I repent, Lord, of laughing at jokes I shouldn't have laughed at. Lord, I repent, Lord, of being silent when I've seen African-American people be made fun of or feel less than. Lord, I'm sorry for that. I repent. I want to turn, Lord. And Father, I know that these things may be long, deep in my heart for a long time, and it may be like a ship trying to turn, taking a long time, but I pray for that in Jesus' name. Would you help me, Lord? I pray you would heal every part of my heart that's sinful in this area again. I pray, Lord, as a church today, that we would just take the moments to ponder, to consider that we need to repent, too, of racism, that we need to repent of jokes we've laughed at, maybe, or we need to repent of these... Um, stereotypes that we really believe to be true, but really it's not reality. Lord, I pray in Jesus' name for our community, Lord, to be the kind of a community that is quick to repent, Lord, and slow to defend. In Jesus' name, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your spirit that guides us. And I pray for your Holy Spirit all across the homes that are watching right now, that your Holy Spirit would guide us in repentance today, that would create this space for you that we can experience and see your love and want to turn away from that which is not like you, to turn towards you, to love you, and to be with you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Uh, church, uh, I love to talk with you about things maybe you're repenting of or turning from. I'm a, a good listener and someone that safe space for you to do that with. Um, so I want to turn it over uh, back to Kenny here, and he's going to lead us in worship.
And um, Kenny, I'll actually have you after worship close in prayer. So why don't you lead us in some worship and then you can close us out in prayer. God bless you, church. Thank you, Nels, for being so transparent. Uh, it's a rare thing to have a pastor be so transparent about their lives. So we really appreciate you for that, Nels, and for leading us in such a, a great way to this spiritual transformation, emotional transformation in our life. I love that theme. I love the underwriting theme of this church. Yeah, I wanted to share real quick. The Sunday before everything shut down in America, some writers that got together and God showed up and gave them a song. It's a beautiful song. And uh, it spread throughout the world. And suddenly, we didn't know that suddenly everything shut down. And so they actually sang it at their church back east somewhere the Sunday before everything shut down. And it's called The Blessing. And uh, it has millions and millions of hits on YouTube now. It's just a simple song of blessing right out of the Bible. So we're going to end with that today. And then I will just give you a blessing. Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. Lord, turn his face toward you and give peace. Now you know that first thing, but the Lord bless you. Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. Lord, turn his face toward you and give you peace.
Thank you.